Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com. 18 plus be gambleaware.org T's and C's apply Hello and welcome to Qatar for the Game Day World Cup podcast with me Sam Adafes alongside TalkSport football correspondent Alex Crook uh, we're here every day when you wake up we'll have a bite-sized special delivery from the World Cup bringing you a roundup of all the day's action and discussing all the upcoming games today's top story oh Wow, Argentina and Messi bouncing back from the Saudi defeat. I won't say in some style. Well, he has a bit of style about him. Sometimes not much else anymore, but certainly he's got a bit of style. France see off Denmark to cement their spot in round two. And a must-win game for Germany tonight. And look, pick 63 out of the TV companies, Japan versus Costa Rica. All of a sudden, it's absolutely massive because it has an impact on Germany. It's the Game Day World Cup podcast from TalkSport. That side, Goodwin now. Advances forward, looks to put the cross, it takes the deflation into the path, the with a header, lovely header, and it's into the far post, Australia lead by a goal to nil. Saudi Arabia side, who have already stunned the football world once this tournament, can they do it again? And Lewandowski dispossesses the defender. And there is the moment. Robert Lewandowski with his first ever World Cup goal to win the game for Poland. Well, Messi, Mbappe and Ronaldo were all off the mark at this World Cup. Robert Lewandowski adds his star-studded name to the list. Griezmann to deliver. Mbappe has bundled it in. Two for Kylian Mbappe! He might just have won this game for France! Mbappe is just head and shoulders above so many at this World Cup. Lionel Messi and his side playing for World Cup survival here tonight. Now Messi, 25 yards out, low shot from him! And Lionel Messi has done it! Big players, big expectations, big moments. They deliver. Incredible. And that goal from Lionel Messi, his eighth in World Cups, also brings him level with Diego Maradona on that total on the same night that he's matched him for World Cup appearances. Well, there's no other place to start. Argentina 2, Mexico nil. the most sought-after ticket of the tournament before a ball was kicked. It was genuinely quite a poor game, really, but the atmosphere was outstanding, Crook, to stand in that stadium just before kickoff. I mean, I said to the uh, producer that I was with, just take your headphones off just for a second and hear that roar as Messi walks out the tunnel. It was ear-splitting. It was incredible. Um, I arrived about 50 minutes before kickoff, and as is the case for most of the stadiums here, the, the walk from the 
from the security gate to the actual stadium is colossal. But even from a long, long distance away from the ground, you could hear the noise, not just the Argentine fans, in fairness, their Mexican counterparts as well. I was very privileged. Um, I was right amongst it with Mexican fans, one side, Argentines, the rest. And like you, I just soaked up the atmosphere, soaked up the songs there. Messi, Messiah, chant after he scored the goal was a sight to behold. And you're right, it was a poor game for the first half. I thought Argentina were bang average, um, but they grew as the game went went on. I thought once Alvarez came on and did a bit more running, shall we say, than Lataro Martinez, that freed up some space for Messi. And he was obviously the man who broke the deadlock with that wonderful goal from the edge of the penalty area. And it was a moment that I won't forget being there to witness it. And I hope now that Argentina can kick on. I don't think I've seen enough to suggest they can win the tournament, but I think the longer they're here, the better it is for World Cup 2022 as a spectacle. Uh, largely a flat game, especially in that uh, first hour. Um, there wasn't enough tempo in it. I thought Mexicans did quite well. They had a lot of energy about them. They've got zero in product. I mean, they hardly created a decent chance in the entire game. Um, but then you have Messi and he drifts into a position having not done very much and having wasted chances previously. I mean, the free kick looked so lethargic the way he approached the ball, addressed it and then whipped it over the top of the crossbar, which was moments before he, he, he creates that little bit of space and then flicks the ball into the bottom corner of the net. Not the cleanest of strikes, but a brilliant, brilliant goal. And then I thought actually the Mexicans let themselves down a little bit. They didn't go with any urgency quick enough. They didn't make changes quick enough. They didn't even launch the ball into the box to give themselves a chance. And actually, there was a bit of slackness when the corner was taken. There was too much room for Enzo Fernandez after Messi had come over for a short one and no one had followed him in. And he just whipped the ball into the far corner and a show can get nowhere near it. And it's 2-0, the game's over. And actually, Mexico in serious trouble now because 2-0, the extra goal hurts them twice. Not only does it give Argentina an extra goal in the goal difference race, but it takes one away from Mexico. So they've got um, they've got a battle on their hands. But so have uh, of Argentina because they've got to win against Poland in order to make sure, 100% sure, that they go through. And Poland aren't that great, but <laughs> neither are Argentina. You wouldn't back with any real certainty passage through to the last 16 just yet. No, I think you're probably right. Although I commentated the Poland game that they've won by two goals to nil, which looks comfortable on paper. The reality was a bit different. I think had Aldosari tucked away his penalty in the first half, and Saudi Arabia would probably have gone on to win the game. And Poland had very little quality. I would expect that Argentina will have too much. I thought that um, Martinez at the back did well for Argentina last night. They looked a lot more. Your mate. For Manchester United. Absolutely. I was on Manchester United watch, but they, they looked a lot more solid for me uh, with him at the back. So I think Argentina will beat Poland. But as I say, having backed them to win the trophy at the start of the tournament, having seen them in the flesh, I'm not convinced that I'm going to be collecting my money from the bookmakers. Yeah, I don't think you are either. But, you know, Lee Dixon actually said it on air last night when I was working for the television. He said, um, I don't think we've seen the World Cup winners if they keep playing like this. And at the time I thought, Careful. <laughs> We're only two games in, just in case. You know, you never know anything can happen in tournaments like this. Um, but he said to me, you know, I caveated it with if they keep playing like this, because, you know, if they do keep playing like this, they are going to get undone. And you don't need to be a genius to work that out. I mean, it, the eye test, we've seen all of the teams play at least once now. We've seen France play twice. We've seen England play twice. We've seen 
Messi and Argentina played twice. Uraites sort of belies the odds at the beginning of the tournament, doesn't it? I mean, France head and shoulders above England and, and Argentina. And, uh, you know, absolutely frightening that their path includes both those teams should things go to plan. But look, you should never do those World Cup prediction charts in permanent marker because you'll rip them up very quickly and start trying to find a way to rub out teams because of um, odd results. Um, Enzo Fernandez is only young. He's playing in Europe at Benfica. He came on in the first game, actually. I thought he added a little bit of energy. He came on in the second game. He's had another massive impact. I mean, that goal was a brilliant, brilliant finish. Lionel Scaloni obviously doesn't know his best team. He changed five players yesterday. The one thing he's got to do is find the right blend, hasn't he, to get players around Messi that can that can work incredibly hard. Because he doesn't work particularly hard, does he? I mean, we were talking about it off air. He's 35, he doesn't have to work hard. He's near nil. Messi can do what he likes. But when you're 1-0 up, you need to win the game. He gets a little knock in a bounty area. It takes him seven minutes to walk from one end of the pitch to the other whilst the game's still developing. It, it can cause you a little bit of imbalance. Yeah, it's a luxury. I mean, listen, it's a luxury that most uh, nations would want. But um, that's why I thought it was interesting. I say when Alvarez came on, came on and obviously moved around a lot more um, than Lutaro Martinez, who's more of a target man and striker. And that just allowed Messi to get into those pockets of space that he was struggling to find at that point. I'm not sure that he'll start against Poland because I think you'll need the physicality of Martinez because they're a big side, Poland. So I think he could be mm. quite important in both penalty areas. But I think Alvarez could have a big role in this tournament. Same with Fernandez, you know, the deeper that Argentina go. France 2, Denmark 1. Holders make it 2 out of 2, but under some serious pressure. Mbappe hitting 2. He's now the favourite for uh, the top scorer, the golden boot. Has he, has he got four goals now already? He's played two games. I mean, it's, it's, that's outstanding. I mean, I, I don't... Got three, isn't Harry, it? Giroud get two in the first game. He might have done, yes. Sorry. I've done my statistical analysis there was wrong. But he's got three goals going into the, the final round of group games um, in which they played Tunisia. I mean, of course, he's favourite for the golden boot now. Um, but France I, I, took a little bit of time and actually they didn't they didn't blow Denmark away. But Denmark, we know, are, are, are a good side. But Denmark are a bit of a disappointment, aren't they? You know, I think you, you sort of mentioned they might be a dark horse. We were all impressed with them at the Euros in 2016. But they're going to struggle to get out of the group now. Yeah, they are. Um, they, they haven't lived up to that expectation at all. And I'll go back to the conversation I had poolside with the Danish journalist staying in my hotel. He suggested that maybe uh, the lack of interest, the lack of enthusiasm back home, the criticism... Uh, aimed at the players uh, for taking part in this tournament might have an impact. I think we're seeing that at the moment. Listen, France are a difficult opponent for anybody, so we shouldn't read too much into that. I think it was the Tunisia game uh, where they failed to win that really uh, has put their place in the last 16 in jeopardy. But Mbappe, I mean, he is a freak of nature, isn't he? That pace, that power, finishing capability. He's going to light up this World Cup. He's already lit up this World Cup. And I think come the end of the tournament, we could be talking about him powering France to victory and claiming not just the golden boot, but probably the golden ball as well. You can have it all. He's absolutely fantastic, isn't he? And he's got some brilliant sort of personality and force about him. He's just absolutely... He's, he's a very attractive prospect for anyone. And we were talking actually in the, in, the, uh, in the bar yesterday about who might... where he might end up, because is he going to stay at PSG forever? And it's not very difficult to make a case against him. He's French... Macron is trying to do as much as he can to ensure that he stays in the country. They're paying him a bucket load of money. But 
will he want to test himself in a different league at some point? Is there going to be the motivation to do that? Will the new owners of Manchester United or the new owners of Liverpool end up being the ones that entice him across? They want to make a statement. Someone's going to want to make a statement when they buy uh, one of those two clubs. You never know. Can you imagine if he came to the Premier League? Um, elsewhere, Australia won. Tunisia nil. Massive win for the Socceroos, mate. Um, this, they could make it out of the, out of the group, couldn't they? I mean... Uh, Absolutely fantastic little celebration from Mitch Duke and his uh, so it's Mitch Duke and his son in the in the uh, in the um, in the crowd. Brilliant, lovely, very touching. Um, but um, they could get out, couldn't they? I mean, it's it's eminently possible now. They only have to get a draw against Denmark. Is that right? Yeah, a point would do it. And I think we've seen that Denmark lack a bit of ruthlessness in attack, like a like a killer punch. So I can see them doing it. And again, I, I think that's great for. For the competition, um, you know, Australia, as we know from colleagues of ours who are based there, that they've become quite a football-obsessed nation. So I think it'll be fantastic for the tournament if they can get into the last 16 as well. And I think they'll get that point. I, I can't really make a case on what we've seen so far for Denmark beating them. And quickly on to Poland versus Saudi Arabia. You were at this game. Um, finally, a goal for Lewandowski. The penalty... One was a penalty, and two, should VAR have made them retake it? Um, I don't think it was a penalty, uh, nor did Dean Ashton, um, alongside me on commentary duty for Talk Sport. We both didn't think there was enough contact. I understand what you're saying. You think Chesney was off his line when he made the save. I think it's hard for goalkeepers not to be off their line because we're seeing a lot of this World Cup, those staggered run up. So it's really difficult for a goalkeeper to anticipate exactly uh, when to make their move. Yes, VAR could have intervened, but I think overall justice was done. And we're in a situation now where Saudi Arabia, having beaten Argentina and really rocked the world in that first game, probably won't get out of the group. And I do wonder uh, if the Crown Prince kept the receipts for uh, those Rolls Royces that he's dished out, because if that is the case, then uh, surely they're going back to the garage. <laughs> um, the one thing I'll say about it is, is, is you, you wouldn't bet on anything in the final game between Mexico and Saudi Arabia, would you? You wouldn't trust either of them to get a result in any way, shape or form. That game could be anything. It, it, Mexico could win it 3-0. Mexico could win it 1-0. It could be 0-0. Saudi Arabia could win it 2-1. It it, the scoreline, you could not predict that game because you couldn't trust either of those two teams. Saudi Arabia, obviously, they've scored two goals in the tournament, both of them against Argentina. It didn't really look like scoring yesterday. They created chances, but they didn't really have the quality to put them away. Whereas Mexico didn't even get anywhere near the Argentine penalty area. Uh, and obviously struggled to to score in their first game against Poland as well. We shall see what happens there. Um, but it's a massive Sunday, a huge Sunday on TalkSport, because there's a massive, humongous game at 7 o'clock. Spain against Germany. Yeah, hold that, please. Level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. I think they're really stunned. I think they can't believe not only that they lost, but the way they lost. Oh, what a goal from Asano! And Japan have turned it around! There's no enthusiasm about that World Cup um, that I can feel in Germany right now. One of the big World Cup wins of the last 50 years. Germany won, Japan two. You do just get done by a team that has that clinical edge that you lack. Morata given the room to turn back towards Danny Olman. Morata makes it seven with a low shot and Spain really cut loose here. There is still that level of expectation there. Spanish fans will expect Spain to get to the final. Spain were relentless and they will hope this is a taste of things to come. Germany could be going home early for a second World Cup in a row. The last time these two played in November 2020, do you know what the score was? Score was. Oh, Spain, Spain thrashed them, six nil. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> there's a brilliant piece in the uh, in one of the newspapers this morning by Dave Kidd in the Sun. He says, uh, "Remember when the Germans used to strut around major tournaments as though they owned the place." <laughs> Remember when we used to fear their every move because we thought they'd win every single trophy? It certainly doesn't feel like that now. Um, why do you think they have been so poor for so long? And I yeah, listen, they won the World Cup in 2014. It wasn't that long ago. But since then, they've been on a very steep um, deterioration, haven't they? Yeah, obviously, you had the change of coach. Um, you know, in uh, Joachim Love, you had a manager who'd been there. For- for a long time, so that's never an easy scenario to come in and replace such a stalwart. Yeah, I just look at the data stay. before then. I mean, they went out in 2018 after uh, the, the, the group stages. The Germans' worst performance, I think, since 1938, and he was still in charge then. He then ripped it up and tried to change it for Euro 2020, and they were they weren't very good at that tournament either. Uh, no, and I, I think that's the key. Um, ultimately, despite what Kevin Hatchard would tell us, and uh, let's pray for Kevin if Germany do go out tonight. Um, they're not very good. You know, if you look at the team, man for man, this is not, and I said it to you after England beat them at the European Championships, you gave me a stick because you're like, it's England against Germany, it's a massive win. I said, yeah, but it's not Germany as we know Germany. And it's not Germany as we know them at this tournament um, because they don't have that stardust that we're used to seeing um, from German teams of the past. I think they'll lose to Spain and I think they'll probably go out of the World Cup tonight because I think Japan will get the point they need against Costa Rica, at least the point in the other game. Well, that is a huge, huge game, isn't it? Japan will be all but qualified with a win. Well, they will win. If they get, if they get their win, they will go through today. They're playing Costa Rica. You would expect them to beat the bearing in mind. They'll go through Costa- a point, won't they? Germany lose, but they can't go through on their own. because They play a little bit earlier than um, 
uh, Germany. So Germany kick off at a seven o'clock our time. Um, and before that, it's the Japan game kicks off at 10 o'clock. Is that right? It's 10 o'clock in the morning, isn't it? Yeah. So Japan, a win for Japan, followed by Spain avoiding defeat against Germany later in the day would mean Japan progress through to the round of 16 and Costa Rica are unable uh, to make it. Um, in the, for Germany and for Spain, if Japan avoid defeat against Costa Rica, then Spain can book their place in the round of 16 with a win, a scenario which would also leave Germany unable to qualify. So a draw and a win for Spain can lead to the exit of Germany and the progression of Japan and Spain. Um, so there is there is a lot on the cards here. Hansi Flick did media duties yesterday, but he didn't want a player to have to do it. The reason for this is because they are training right in the north of the country, miles away from anywhere, remote and at the top, out of the glare of the, the world's media. It's a 200-kilometre round trip. So we didn't want to bring a player with them and out of their comfort zone. But it, it sort of smacks me of, of poor preparation, really, a little bit like the Argentines. And I do think this has an effect. I mean, st the Argentines are st staying student digs, Crook. I mean, that, that, that can't be comfortable for them. So I'm sure that's had an effect on their mood as well. Well, yeah, Simon Jordan, having already checked out the TalkSport team hotel on day one, he would not be happy with the Argentine <laughs> choice of accommodation. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Germany have never lost consecutive group stage games at a World Cup before. Um, it's the fifth meeting between Spain and Germany at the World Cup. Germany were unbeaten in the first three, but Spain won the last meeting the semi-final of 2010, that was at World Cups. Uh, Japan, Costa Rica live on TalkSport at 10 a.m. or TalkSport 2 at 10 a.m. Um, we know that Japan um, will go through if they win or they draw and Spain beat uh, Germany a little bit later. Really important here to sort of point out that Japan played a similar sort of way to Mexico, lots of energy, trying to keep it tight, whatever, but they've got fantastic ability on the counter-attack with great speed and players who can finish. And that's the difference, isn't it, between some of the teams that are very well organised and work incredibly hard and those that are going to progress a little bit further than many anticipated in the tournament. It's that little bit of magic in the final third which sets you apart, that ability to get a goal. You need to score goals. Mexico can't do that. Tunisia can't do that. But Japan can. Yeah, they can. <laughs> As they proved against Germany, and that was no fluke. That result, and was it Costa Rica conceded seven in their first game? I expect them to be better, but I think Japan will, will have too much. Not only do I think they'll get the point, I think they'll probably win it, and that really ramps up the pressure on Germany for that later game. Um, Belgium against Morocco, Love on Talk Sport, 1 pm. Belgium will guarantee their place in the round of 16 if they win. Um, they weren't particularly great in their first game against no. Canada. Canada had so much for the ball, but again, that whole age old problem lots of athleticism, lots of work rate. They've obviously got a good coach in John Herman, who's very um, erratic and he's sort of a bit different. He's a bit of a professor and he knows how to cause chaos, but they haven't got that quality at the top end of the pitch to get themselves a goal. Uh, but Belgium um, would expect to beat Morocco, I think. But um, their golden generation players, Courtois, De Bruyne, the only two probably at their real peak, the rest of them have sort of faded away and it's it's a real shame what's happened to Eddie and Hazard. Lukaku doesn't seem to be able to get fit. Just wonder whether or not um, 
this is going to be a rather limp exit to the World Cup. Maybe not in the group stages, but very early in the knockout stages for Roberto Martinez and Belgium. And there's a bit of a relationship issue here, isn't there? Belgium are a... Uh, is Morocco a former Belgian colony? I think it is. I'll take your word for that, but I make you right about Belgium not going deep into the draw. Commentator the first game, distinctly unimpressed. Dean Ashton, by the end of the commentary, having tipped them for a semi-final place, was hanging his hat on Courtois to win the Golden Glove and carry them to glory. This is not Belgium at their very best. I think they've got problems defensively. Lukaku, as you say, not fully fit. Even Kevin De Bruyne toiled in midfield in that first game. He will obviously get better. But yeah, Belgium, not, not one of the teams for me that I'm even contemplating going a long way in this competition. Well, Dean Ashton, how is he? Is he okay? Because uh, I, I mean, you two have formed a great partnership on this uh, on this trip. I've been listening, um, using a VPN out here in, in Doha to your commentary. I think you did very well, both of you, in the game yesterday. Uh, but uh, I do hear that Dino is a bit of a party animal. Is that right? Well, he was trying to tempt me out um, after the Argentina game. Um, Which is usually stage. quite an easy thing to do. Yeah, um, he, he was at an after party. I don't know the after party of what, um, but I think he took a few of uh, the younger generation of, of TalkSport staff along with him. But listen, I was tucked up in bed. I got seven hours sleep last night. I needed it. Well, it makes a change. Could you send me the picture that you've got, Dean Ashton? Because I want to know who this celebrity is. He's been. Well, it's uh, not Dean, it's, uh, it's producer Deck. Um, oh, right. Okay, so they were all at the same party together, were they? Uh, yes, they were. I'll send it to you now. Um, I don't have a clue who he is. You don't know who that is? Are you joking? No. Go on. Are you telling me that the real truth that you don't know who that person oh, is? Oh, sorry. That's telling... Bastian Schweinsteiger, isn't it? It's Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah, I've just had a closer look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he used to play there. for your football club? Yeah, I, I was thinking it was a Hollywood star, to be honest. I wasn't even thinking football. But yeah, that's Bastian Schweinsteiger. For the last few years of his career, that's what he, he, he was, really. And he did play for FC Hollywood, in, in, in I suppose, in uh, Bayern. I mean, that's what the nickname is. Uh, right, tomorrow's podcast. Uh, me, Alex Crook and Darren Lewis uh, with you in the morning, having a look ahead to all the games on Monday, including Brazil's latest game. Uh, they're playing Switzerland at uh, 4 p.m. your time on Monday. Look forward to that. We'll also have all the fallout to the Spain-Germany game. It's going to be whatever happens in that match, you can imagine it's going to make headlines uh, tonight. Listen to it on TalkSport. Uh, 7 o'clock kickoff uh, back in the UK. Um, it's live on TalkSport this evening. If you uh, download our app, you can follow proceedings throughout the course of the day. Four big games. Don't forget Japan-Costa Rica. That one is going to be very, very important. It's the first thing I'll do today. Um, so, Crooky, I'll see you tomorrow. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channel Eyes Bingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? 
Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.